Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining me right now is Jonathan Feldstein, the founder of Genesis 123 Foundation. How are you, Jonathan? Good morning, Kathy. Um, same as yesterday. Yeah. Have you had uh, word from your son? Uh, other than the 40-second phone call he had with my daughter-in-law last week, um, we have not, although um, the Army is trying to make us give us the options to stay connected. And yesterday she dropped off a shoebox filled with all kinds of things that hopefully he will like. And even in the midst of war, the Army is uh, delivering our personal effects, my letter to him and all kinds of other things, cookies my wife baked. But no, we've not heard anything from uh, from him inside Gaza now for uh, two and a half weeks. Do you mind if I ask you about this? I mean, I know that it is, it's very personal, it's, but there's a difference between personal and private. So I'm not sure where that line is. That's why. But, but I mean, we, we have a relationship. We know. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's no, probably won't stop me though. So, um, how do, how do parents, how are parents coping? Um, you know, when you haven't heard from, sh- from your, from your child who's in, well, your child, your adult child. You know, who's in the short answer is not well. And then the longer answer is each to his or her own, in his or her own way. Um, the truth of the matter is, I, I didn't sleep more than three or four hours this last night. I worry about waking up and being on time to have a conversation with you, but that's a silly thought because I don't sleep anymore. So, um, so that's my problem. Um, we have friends whose son just came home for 36 hours. He hadn't been home for 70 days. Uh, now they had been in touch with him a little bit, but they hadn't seen him in over two months. Um, there, there's, you know, anyone who's a parent who's listening, will understand even remotely the idea that when your child becomes older and independent and goes out on his or her own, and you don't know where they are and you're not engaged in everything and you want to know that they're going to come home safely from wherever, that that can be unnerving. But when you know that your son is in the midst of very heated battle, when you know that two men who were in his small subdivision of the unit were killed and my wife went and daughter-in-law went to make a condolence call to uh, the family of a 36-year-old father of six uh, who was in my son's group. So you know he's in the midst of it. And a good friend of mine said, Jonathan, the only way you can function is by realizing, first of all, that you can't change it. And second of all, that you have to kind of live with this as if it's going to be for a while and you can't live your life worrying. But um, I got a fabulous phone call from a man in, in the U.S. yesterday who received my book that we've just published, Israel the Miracle, thanking me for the book, asking how we were, and I told him. And he said to have faith, and I said, I do have faith. But I also see when I read my, my Bible that God never promised it was going to be easy, that there were wars, and there were 58-year-old men like me who were in battle, and they didn't think, wow, how great, we're going to be in the Torah. They thought, no, we're defending our families. And so it's very human. And that, that strangely gives me comfort. Yeah. I imagine, you know, when we, when we worry about things, God doesn't have to worry about them. When we turn over our concerns to God, God worries about them and he's probably better equipped to do it. And I know that it sounds quite shallow, but it, it, I mean, it's worked every time I've been in a situation like that. 
it's not shallow, but you know what? We don't always get the good answer from God. And I, and I recognize that too. We've had to, as of today, 131 casualties, casualties deaths since the ground operation began on top of the 1200, uh, who, who were, who were massacred on October 7th. Um, on top of the hostages who are still there and, and the suffering that they're going through. Can we God talk doesn't about- always answer to the, yeah. Finish your finish your sentence. God doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want them answered. But he answers. Sometimes just the answer is no. Right? Like a parent. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, one of the stories about the hostages is that I see that Hamas has released a video of these three old men. I mean, I would say elder, but they're actually just old men. And, they are um, old men, yeah. and it just, it's absolutely heartbreaking. You know, the psychological warfare. Um, and sometimes I, I look at, you know, with the, with the shooting of these, this mistaken shooting of the three hostages. And it, it's completely heartbreaking, Jonathan, because they did the right thing. They did the right thing. They, you know, they did everything right. And yet it still worked out the way that it did for them with them ending up dead and shot but how the rest of the world has kind of picked up that thread and when the when the story first broke um the word mistakenly was in inverted commas oh which was horrifying it was on bbc the first place that did it was the associated press and of course people buy their news from from ap and uh, it was absolutely horrifying to see the word mistakenly, you know, kind of like implying that it wasn't mistaken at all. Yeah, how do we, in fact, I can't even ask you how to, how to reconcile it because I'm not sure that you can reconcile that. It's just tragedy from beginning to end. And I know that it has changed the mindset in Israel. Um, it's, yeah. Jonathan. The, 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 no, go ahead. What has been the impact politically? On uh, of the war because I think that that's something that we don't really talk about a lot. So it's a very good question, Kathy. I've been following that because it indicate when we start talking politics here, it starts to, I think, begin to talk about the unraveling of perhaps some of the solidarity that we've experienced. Um, but just yesterday there was a poll, and the poll showed uh, um, uh, some very radical shifts. Um, certainly that the current governing coalition will no longer be in power if there were to be an election today or in the short term. Um, the, but the fact that we're having these conversations at all either means that people are looking for the news cycle or we know that there is an, an inevitable election coming. Uh, by law, I think it can't be for at least four months from the day the election is called. So we're not looking at an election before Passover, before the early spring, uh, for sure, probably later. Um, but right now, um, people are talking politics and are looking at polls, and that will govern how the war is implemented, that will govern perhaps the length, uh, duration of the, of the active combat. And all of that is juggled with, uh, with uh, multiple U.S. officials coming here and having conversations and then flying off to other parts of the Middle East to assemble coalitions and the U.N. Security Council voting today and all of that trickles down. But today, 
it's a good time. It's a good thing you asked that question because today, today is the day after one of those major polls. So interesting. Diaspora jury, there's only so much that we can focus on. You know, we aren't tapped into what the sentiment is, the conversations that are happening in corridors in Israel. You know, when people, you know, is, what is the sentiment towards Netanyahu as an example? I mean, is it positive? Is it negative? Generally, it's not positive. He, look, he came, we, we came into this war with Netanyahu facing tremendous conflict, still as, as prime minister and the head of the coalition, but that I think has been exacerbated and exacerbated by the fact that Benny Gantz has played this very well so far politically by joining the coalition, by being an, an adult in the room, and I'm not saying that there aren't others, but being one of the adults in the room and being the alternative. Uh, so if you put yourself in that scenario and you're the foil to a prime minister who's, who's the longest serving prime minister and who's, and who does have to take responsibility for at least some of what went down on October 7th, unless something radically changes, it's hard to imagine the polls changing much. It's just a question right now of when we will be having these, these conversations more and more so it supersedes the conversations of the battle and the hostages and the inevitability of a, of uh, a, an election. Jonathan, that is where we leave it today. I do look forward to our next conversation, which I hope is not too, too long. And uh, please I think it's tomorrow morning. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Be well. And uh, just our thoughts are with you. Thank you so much. That's Jonathan Feldstein. He's the founder of Genesis 123 Foundation. He's uh, standing in for Rolene Marks, giving us an update.